0: Faithful Filipino valet Cato, Britt Reed, daring young publisher, matches wits with racketeers and saboteurs, risking his life that criminals and enemy spies will feel the weight of the law by the sting of the Green Hornet. Ride with Britt Reed in a thrilling story Madhouse Adventure The Green Hornet Strikes Again. Before we begin our story, here's an important message. Since the inauguration of V-Mail in June 1942, well over 500 million V-Mail letters have been sent, and not one has been lost. And there's another important thing to remember. The only V-Mail undeliverable today is that which is improperly addressed. Much improperly addressed mail, of course, eventually gets through. But at best, an incorrect or incomplete address can mean days or even weeks of delay, To that boy of yours overseas, delays in receiving anticipated mail can bring bitter disappointment. So make sure that your letters are correctly and completely addressed, and send them V-mail. Then you'll know they'll be delivered. And now, the Green Hornet. Norwegian tanker Hamar, en route to the United States in convoy, wallowed far behind the other ships due to the heavy storm which had come upon them in the dark, sultry night. With the coming of dawn, the storm abated. A Nazi submarine, its periscope skimming the surface, moved slowly through the water as its commander carefully brought the image of the ill-fated Hamar into the
1: sights. Ah, our watchful waiting has been successful, Lieutenant. Norwegian tank is the only one in sight. It is wholly at our mercy. I don't understand why we have followed that small Norwegian tank air, Kapitav. And there are other and bigger ships that have no doubt been lost from the convoy because of the storm last night. They have a definite reason for boarding a Norwegian ship. I have no time to explain now. We must get on with our business. Ready,
2: torpedoes! Ready, torpedoes! Fire number one! Fire number one! Fire number two!
1: Number two. Ah, the tanker is a perfect target. Number one is hit. Good shooting here, Captain. There goes number two. The tanker is in flames. We must get to the surface at once. Surface submarine. Surface
2: submarine.
1: Bring down the periscope, Lieutenant. Yes, Herr Captain. Come, Lieutenant, we'll go on deck. Ah, the tank is going down fast. Let's look for survivors. Yes, yeah, the I can come on. The lifeboat's full of men. And full of honors are left with one man on it. Get to the machine guns. Lieutenant, that lifeboat will make a good target for you. <laughs> yeah, I need the practice. Shoot, Lieutenant! Shoot! (laughs) I got them all here, on. Shall I eliminate the one on the left now? No, Lieutenant. We will take him aboard alive. Later we shall get rid of him. Start engines! Half speed! speed. In a few minutes, we will reach that raft. We will take the man and the raft aboard. And in a short time... Your great adventure starts. good beginning. A very good beginning.
0: A short time later, the Nazi submarine again surfaced. And the commander stood on the deck giving instructions to the young lieutenant who listened intently.
1: man whom we picked up was named Narvik... Peter Narvik, as you know. You have his identification badge. Remember, from now on, you are Peter Narvik from Fongjiem, Norway, the only surviving member of the crew of the doomed tanker, Hamar. Yes, Herr Captain. I shall remember. The rubber raft bears the name of the ill-fated tanker. He will now set you adrift so that you will be picked up by the convoy escort, which are even now hunting for the Hammer. He will land you in America at the first opportunity... You will contact a doctor whose name and address I have had you memorize. I shall do my part, Herr Kapitan. I shall not fail. Very good. It's time you leave before we are spotted. Come, get to the raft. I hope they are not long in finding me, Herr Kapitan. This raft is not too large. They will find you all right. Good luck, Lieutenant. The Fuhrer will be proud of our success. Hitler. Heil Hitler. Heil Hitler. <laughs>
0: Two weeks later, Britt Reed, young man about town and publisher of the Daily Sentinel, was busy in his office at the Sentinel building in a certain American city when Michael Axford, bodyguard to the wealthy young socialite and self appointed reporter,
3: entered. Oh, hello, Axford.
2: You sent for me, Reed?
3: Yeah, sit down. Sure, and I don't care if I do. Well, tell me you're all worn out this early hour of the afternoon.
2: Well, not worn out exactly, but my feet are not as young as they used to be, Reed. They sort of begin squawking along
3: about this time of day, that they do. <laughs> it's a new one on me, Axford. Well, while you're resting those feet of yours, I'll tell you what I want you to do. Uh, something with a lot of walking, no doubt. No, not necessarily. You can take a cab and charge it on your expense account. Huh, that's more like it. Where am I to go and for what, may I be asking? We have a story in the Sentinel about the Norwegian seaman, young Narvik. and I Oh, him! Sure, he's the guy who was the only one that got saved from that Norwegian tanker. Yes, Lowry interviewed him over at the hospital where they sent him for arrest. I read the story this morning, Sentinel. Why didn't Lowry ask him what happened to the rest of the crew? Reed? Evidently, you didn't read at all, Axford. Now, he stated that they all went down in the explosion. He was blown into the water, found the raft, and later was picked up, the only survivor. Sure, and I'd say he had the luck of the Irish with him, that he did. <laughs> it's Norwegian luck as I see it. Anyway, Axford, I've been thinking that Narvik might have some stories to tell about his life in Norway. That is, before he escaped the Nazi invasion. I want you to go over to see him. And if you can get him to tell some of his past adventures. Sure, now you should have sent me in the first place. Had you gotten all that in the first interview? (laughs) Not so sure. Anyway, go on over there this afternoon and have a talk with him. Tell him we'll be willing to pay him for a series of articles. Okay.
2: I'll find out all about him. That I will.
3: I think you've got something there, Reed. Well, I'm glad you approve. And, oh, Axford, uh-huh. uh, let Narvik do the talking, will you? Remember, he won't be interested in hearing about your adventures.
2: Say, no, is that any way to be <laughs> talking? Skip
3: it, Axford, and get going. It's getting late. Okay, Reed.
2: I'll get a series of stories from young Narvik that'll double the circulation of the Sentinel. That
3: I will. That remains to be seen, Axford. I'll be waiting to see what you really do get. Let me know when you get back.
2: Say, he's at City Hospital, isn't he? That's right. Okay. Be see you, Reed. So long. <laughs>
1: Oh, please, but
2: pardon me. Oh, sure, sure. Well, now, are you coming out first, or am I getting in first? I'm in a hurry, if you don't mind. Uh, sure, the way these young guys go busting in and out of doorways these days. I will not the feet of anyone who happens in their way, too. Sure, and i would be the rest of the
3: day. That I will. City hospital. Just a moment, I'll connect you. Oh, may I help you, sir?
2: Oh me? Oh, 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 yes. I came to see that foreign sailor guy, you know, young Narvik. You see, I'm a reporter from the Daily Center. Oh,
3: I'm sorry, sir, but Mr. Narvik is no longer here.
2: Not here, you say? Where did he go? Oh,
3: that I couldn't say. As a matter of fact, he just went out.
2: Just went out? Thanks. City Hospital. One moment, sir. I'll
3: connect you. No
1: politeness
2: at all that any of these young whippersnappers got. What's the world coming to, I'd like to know. sure it was just my luck to miss that guy. Say now. That looks like Narvik coming out of that drugstore. Hmm. He's going for that cab. I'd better get to him before... Hey! Hey, there! Wait a minute! Hey! Taxi! Taxi! What too, buddy? Follow that cab. The one up at the corner and hurry. Don't let him out of your sight. We still got him in sight, buddy. Hey, are you a, a detective or something, maybe? Sure, and if I was a detective, I wouldn't be telling you. If I wasn't, it isn't any of your business anyhow. Okay, okay, you needn't get huffed over it. I kind of do a little detecting myself. <laughs> sort of sideline. Driving a cab gets more a tunis, if you know what I mean. Monotonous is the word, me good man. Gee, you ain't so dumb as you look, are you? Of course not. So you do doing some detecting, do you? Sure, sure. I took a correspondence course. Got my diploma last week, too. Is that so now? Sure, but nothing ever happens in my cab. <laughs> nothing suspicious, that is. So I ain't got nothing to detect. That's why I thought maybe i Calm down. Would... I ain't chasing that guy as you think. You ain't chasing him? Look, buddy, in the book it says when one car's racing after another, it's suspicious. And to me, it's chasing, too. Watch where you're going, Sherlock. I just want to talk to the guy in that other cab, see? Yeah, but I want to talk... Hey, look, look, they're turning that gate up there. Well, hurry up and go in after them. Step on it. But are you sure you want to go in there, bud? Sure I want to go in. Why shouldn't I? Because that's a nut house, mister. One of them dumps where they take crazy people. Say no. Are you sure? I'm right? positive. You still want to turn in? Not or no, not. I'm going to talk to that guy. Turn in. You The other cab's left already. Yeah, and the guy you was following has went in already, too. That'll, uh, that's, uh, 80 cents, buddy. Uh, wait till I get me wallet out. There. Now, let's see. 80 cents, you say? Right. Uh, sure I thought I had some bills in this, Hey, now, you ain't trying to hand me that line. Hold on, on hold and... on. I've got plenty of change my pocket someplace. <sighs> Where's the time kind like this one? Yeah. Here you are. Uh, uh.
4: Mm-hmm. 80 cents even huh. Thanks for
2: nothing Sure, <laughs> I wouldn't insult a graduated detective By offering him a tip That I wouldn't uh, follow <laughs> well, No way Hey, me wallet Come back here I'd look me wallet on the back seat with all my stuff in it i call from inside and tell the taxi company Yeah Oh, this is a nut house, is it? I hope I find somebody.
1: Yes? What is it? Uh,
2: Good afternoon to you, my good man. I came to see a man who came... Sorry,
1: but visiting hours are over. Well, here
2: now, wait a minute. I came here to see the young fellow who just came in. I followed him all the way here from downtown. That I did. It's that Narvik chap. He just went in.
1: Oh, you say you followed him here, hmm? Well, come in. Now, wait here, please. I'll tell the doctor you've come. The doctor? Yes. I'm sure Dr. Breslau is the one who should talk to you. Wait right here. Ah. Maybe that driver was kidding me about this being a place of
2: crazy people. Looks just like a gloomy old horn to me. Is eh? yes,
4: this the man you spoke of, Carl? Yes, Doctor was asking for someone by the name of Navik. Uh,
2: sure, he came in here just before I did.
4: A tall, blonde, young guy overseas. There's no one here by that name. Neither did anyone come in recently except yourself. Yeah, now, do you think I'm crazy? Well, now, that may be it Exactly. Perhaps you're the new patient we're expecting. Say, I saw that guy come in here. You see, Carl, he has hallucinations. Yes, so
1: I observed, Doctor.
2: Here, now, you two are trying to put something over on me, that's what. Ah, he also
4: suffers from a persecution complex. Mm Mm-hmm, so I noticed, Doctor. Listen to me, Barthia. If we don't stop this, I'll ring you next. That I will. Very dangerous case. Paranoidal tendencies, Carl. We must get him into confinement at once. Come, Carl. Hey, let me go! You, 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 (laughs) you! Now, Carl, get one of the orderlies to help you carry this inquisitive man to a padded cell. Yeah. If it happens that he does know the lieutenant is not the real Narvik, he will not be able to tell anyone else.
0: We'll continue our story in just a moment. This year, it's more important than ever to waste no food. Home canning will preserve that extra food growing in your victory garden. If you canned food at home last year, you'll know how much your family enjoyed those good fruits and vegetables last winter. If you're new to the ranks of home canners, your government is ready to help you. The Department of Agriculture in Washington has prepared a booklet on home canning, which they'll be glad to send to you upon request. You may also write to your state agricultural college. They'll be glad to give you a helping hand. Remember, food is one of the most vital weapons we have in the struggle for freedom. The part you play in helping your country in this crisis is an important one. Prepare for next winter by canning fruits and vegetables this summer. And now back to our story. That evening, Britt Reed went to the outer office where Lenore Case, his secretary, was finishing her work for the day.
3: Have you heard anything from Axford, Miss Case? Well, no, Mr. Reed. I called the city room just a few minutes ago, but they haven't heard from him, and, well, he well, hasn't phoned here. I wonder what's taking him so long to get that interview from Narvik. He left for the hospital early this afternoon. Yes, I know. Uh, you can let the rest of those letters go until morning, Miss Case. Well, I'll finish this one before I leave. What that sounded like somebody knocking on the door. Why should anyone knock? Come in.
2: Oh, uh, uh excuse me, lady. I well,
4: come right in.
2: You didn't have to knock to come in here, you know. Oh, uh, well, well, uh you never know what you're running into when you go opening doors without knocking.
1: <laughs> what can I do for you? Oh, yeah,
2: yeah. I uh look, I brung this up. The guy left it in my cab this afternoon. I read the address in it and I decided this was the place, see. <laughs> Good detective, ain't it?
3: Why, this is Axford's
1: wallet.
0: Telling the driver to wait a moment, Miss Case took the wallet into Britt Reed. They returned to the outer office and questioned the driver. A phone call to the Breslau Clinic resulted in the information that no such person as Axford had been there that afternoon.
3: They said that no such person had been there today, Mr. Reed.
2: Hey, they must be nuts. That's Axford's
3: wallet, all right. Are you sure that's where you took him? Yes, I'll
2: help me, mister. I drove him right to the door and I saw him go up the steps.
3: Or else maybe I ought
2: to gone in, too. Maybe I'm crazy.
0: After answering a few more questions that convinced Britt Reed he was telling the truth, the driver left the office. A short time later, Britt Reid went to his apartment, where Cato, his faithful Filipino valet and the only person knowing his identity as the Green Hornet, was waiting... He and Britt Reed discussed the situation.
1: Then you think somebody at Mental Clinic not speak truth, Mr. Britt?
3: That's evident, Cato. Axford went there all right, and I'm going to find out why he went there and where he is.
1: Black Beauty's ready. Also, gas gun and
3: mask. You guessed it, Cato. The Green Hornet's going to take over. There's something peculiar about all this, and I'm going to get to the bottom of it tonight. Come on. <laughs> Back at the mental clinic grounds, Kato. I noticed as we passed that the front gates were closed. Yes. And place completely
1: surrounded by high hurricane fence, like at war plants. Give me the wire cutters from
3: the glove compartment, Kato. Yes. Here, a wire cutter, Mr. Britt. Yeah, this will take care of that barbed wire at the top. You stay here. I'm going over that fence. Take care, Mr. Britt. That I will, Kato. to cut that barbed wire. Uh, there. I'll soon be inside now. Oh, police dogs! I've got to quiet them quickly. I'll use the gas gun. Take it to uh, There's one knocked out. The other didn't get enough. He'll spread the alarm. I've got to move fast. They may have floodlights that they'll use any minute. I'll we'll get close to that building and make for the front. Uh, there, I made it didn't hear that dog after all. Now I get inside and find out just what's really going on in this place. And I hope I get a lead as to what happened to Axford.
0: As Britt Reed started to effect an entrance into the gloomy mansion, which served as the mental clinic, the floodlights, he feared, were suddenly turned on. Britt Reed froze close to the wall of the building. Inside, Dr. Breslau and Carl went to a window... from which they could observe the grounds and back. There's no
4: one out there, Doctor. That dog wasn't yelping for nothing, Carl. Send one of the orderlies out to search the grounds at once. Just as you say, Doctor.
1: I'll give Hans a gun
4: and let him go. No one could get out because the windows are barred and the doors are all bolted. No one can get into the building for the same reasons. But if someone is prowling around the grounds... You'll be sorry for his snooping. Very sorry.
3: And <laughs> just what I was hoping for. Someone's unbolting the door for me.
1: Carl is afraid to come out himself. And Thanks bars. for opening the door for me, fella. Hey, what the?
3: Fast! The time for chatter. Take it, mug.
1: Yes!
3: Oh. Yes! Uh. I'll take that gun along so no one else can use it. And I'll get inside.
0: Meanwhile, across the street from the entrance gate to the mental clinic, the cab driver who'd returned Axford's wallet sat staring at the mansion, which stood out starkly in the glare of the floodlights.
2: Huh. That's a nut house, all right. First dog's yelping, and then the place lights up like a, like an Xmas tree.
1: Wonder what's going...
2: Jeepers creeper. Am I going loony for real? Or is that somebody standing against the front of the place? That newspaper guy the Suttoner, was right. It's a mystery, all right. Strike me pink as somebody ain't coming out the door, and the... I know it. I know it. I've really gone nutty. I seen it and maybe I didn't. The guy who come out got blocked out by the green hornet. <laughs> come on, come on, me start. Oh, oh, I didn't even turn the key. I am going batty. Oh, the detecting book don't say nothing about what to do when I see hornets. No, sir. Oh, my detecting works about through. I'm gonna give the cops a chance. I'll get the cops right now.
0: entering the hallway, Britt Reed moved silently toward a closed door under which light was shining. As he stood near the door, a moment listening, he heard voices within. Did
4: you set holes up that house? Yes, sir, perhaps now. he hasn't found anybody. if he does find anyone, they'll meet the same friends as the fellow who came shooting this afternoon.
3: That must have been, Axford. Things certainly aren't right in this place. I'll find out what it's all about. Now to take them off guard. On,
4: Steve. A mess with And Dr. That's a notorious American criminal, the Green Hornet. What's the meaning of this?
3: Why do you come here? Easy, I have you both covered. I came to find that man who came here this afternoon. Where is he? So, you know
4: about Narvik, huh? I've heard you're very smart on it. Narvik? I cannot believe it.
3: How could he have found out that the Herr Lieutenant is, is uh, not real Narvik? I learned lots of things I don't expect to learn. Shall I say, Nazi? Listen to him, Doctor. He knows everything.
4: All right, he knows everything. Perhaps we can make a deal with him, Carver. He's hunted by the authorities. He dare not betray us.
3: Oh, the respected Dr. Breslau is
4: a Nazi agent, huh? Why taunt us with your knowledge, Hornet? Carl, get the money box in the desk drawer over there. Yeah. You always manage to buy your way out of trouble, Doctor? With people
3: of your type? Yes. Get the money box. I'll
1: take
4: that. No, no. Help me, Doctor. Take it, no. Yes. Now, Doctor... No, Hold on, Hornet. Take all the money in that strong box. Just return the papers you find there. That's all I want. Uh, dis- dis- incriminating
3: papers, huh? Well, in a way,
4: yes. I'll
3: think about it. First tell me. Where's this lieutenant posing as someone called Narvik? He's standing right behind you, Hornet. With a loaded gun. Yes, and I'm ready to use it. I heard the noise in here and made it a point to trap you.
1: Who is this masked man, Doctor? The
4: Green Hornet. A smart operator in a way, but... not smart enough for agents of the Third Reich.
1: So... That snooping Irishman in the padded cell upstairs made a path to our door for others, so it seems. Give us that
3: strong box. Look well, looks as though you've really got me trapped. Here, take it, Doctor. With pleasure. Oh, sorry, rather clumsy of me. I'll uh, pick it up and then do this. <laughs> that box, he threw it at me. He reached
2: back between his feet and pulled me down. Get the gun, Doctor. Oh, no, you don't. Take it, nothing. But guess, guess.
3: Oh. Now you, you fake... You probably killed the real Narvik long ago. Don't.
2: Come on. I give up. This won't
3: do it.
4: Yes, <laughs> God.
3: Someone coming to find Axford I ran into a Nazi nest, And huh? well, I'll leave that strong box where it is. That'll tell the tale. The police will search the house, and they're sure to find Axford. I'd better get out the back way and fast.
4: Glory be, look at here. I, I, I told
2: you I seen a hoarder coming in. I told you. That spalpeen mm-hmm. must have been after Doc Breslau's dough. But he didn't get away with the strong box. Here it is, and open too. All three of them are out like light, lights, Sarge. Well, don't I know what you're with? Say, look at here. Great data, Betsy. Plans and secret codes and stuff in Doc Breslau's writing. And look, here's a coded message with the meaning written beside it. It says, new agent of Third Reich will arrive using identification papers of a Norwegian named Peter Norvik. Well, there'll be a monkey's uncle. That guy lying there is that Narvik whose picture was in the Sentinel. Only he ain't Norvik at all. Get busy, men. Search this place. has hey, already took some of the boys upstairs, hey, Sarge. The
4: little boy comes to you
2: with a pot of Hey, I bet they found some of the nutty people up here, huh, Sarge? There's lots of people that ain't in here who should be. Yeah. What are you looking at through them bars there, Cassidy? <laughs> This is rich man. Well, what is it? I ain't got a great jumping catfish, (laughs) Axford. Mike Axford in a padded cell. Get me out of here. Get me out, sir. Here. Here are some keys I took from one of those guys downstairs, Sarge. Now this big one ought to open that cell door. All right. Come on out, (laughs) Axford. What are you doing in that padded cell anyhow? How'd you get that? Hey, I, I brung him here today, Sarge. I sure thought he was nutty. I followed Navig here, Sarge. Where is he? You followed that Nazi spy here? Axford, I give you credit. But how'd you find out about him? Now, Sarge, as me friend the great detective there says, we don't tell all we know, do we, Sherlock? Uh, nope. The book says just to listen and, and to keep your mouth shut. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what are you talking about it? <laughs> What am I talking about? <laughs> Cassidy. Yeah. Maybe we better stick the bolt of them back in that padded side, eh? Yeah. <laughs> Either they're crazy or else I am. Hey, maybe we're all crazy. But I yeah. bet I know somebody even nuttier than we are. Yeah. He goes around busting into nut houses. Who? Ashford? Nope. Worse than him. The green himself. <laughs>
0: week, thousands of American women will buy clothing or home furnishings in their neighborhood stores. Perhaps you are planning to buy a new dress or coat or a lamp or chair. If so, you know that you'll be paying somewhat more than you paid before the war. But you also know that prices haven't gotten out of bounds. Price control has been possible only because the great majority of Americans have cooperated wholeheartedly with their government's entire anti-inflation program. But the danger of runaway prices continues. So for one thing, keep the Homefront Pledge. Pay no more than ceiling prices. Pay your ration points in full. Take the Homefront Pledge today and know that you can be assured of a fair share at a fair price for all. Be sure to listen to the Green Hornet next week at this same time. These copyrighted dramas originate in the studios of WXYZ Detroit. All characters, names, places, and incidents are fictitious. Bob
4: Hite speaking. This is the Blue Network.